0: like I watched an interview and he uh, talked about that's how he stands in front of the fridge every morning when he selects his meal. So <laughs> nice!
1: I, I aspire that. to that greatness.
0: Is that that's, for real? No, it's totally made up. But oh. uh, be really, he's like, oh, let's just select this piece of cheese. Whoa! <laughs>
2: welcome to the what's already podcast where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury my name is jj crowder i'm here with my co-hosts matt seneiner better red than dead and alec burgess let's get it we appreciate as always you turning in come joining us live watching and listening after the fact uh go ahead and hit the like follow subscribe button tell a friend about us hit that bell notification so you can keep up with all of our live episodes we're gonna have to I only got one one live show yeah. after the, I mean, we're once a week. D- we're dwindling this, so. down. TV's yeah.
0: taking a, a a turn for the, the worse,
2: or I don't know. I don't know. A Slow
1: we're for the slow, anyway. So much free time, guys.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gearing up for three episodes every other day, and uh, I don't know what to do. So... Uh, I have a couple of, of ideas I'm looking into that might be worth doing, at least just adding one more. So we're live on Mondays again. So I'll let you guys know. I'm, I'm going to watch an episode today and see what I think. But, Sweet. Uh, yeah. So with that, though, um, we're here to talk about the season finale, episode 10 of House of the Dragon season one. And what a finale it was. We get the the flip side of last week where we saw uh, mostly Allison and the Greens preparing their side of this conflict um, that in reality could have avoided being a conflict if it weren't for, like I've decided that they've turned, they've taken this and the book doesn't like, it doesn't go into a lot of details per se, like specifics, but it it outlines a certain set of perspectives for this whole situation. And they've stuck pretty well to a lot of it. I like the perspective change to where it's more about the, the, especially these two women, um, uh, that are leading each side of the greens and blacks and how all everything is playing out. But it's become like almost a comedy of errors, like where it's just like things that were, where they don't indicate why they happened or it's all speculation as to what really happened. And then now you see them in this show and they're giving more context, which is cool. And it also allows it to be this like, like you said, a comedy of errors, these things that in in all honesty play out in the worst possible way, even though they weren't intended to be in the worst possible way. So it's really interesting how the take on it. So, I, so far, like I said, I've really enjoyed it. I think it was a great finish to the season. Um, a lot I still of think
0: stuff episode nine was better, in my opinion, it had more of the... I, what I was worried about kind of came to fruition for me. Episode 10 was great, don't get me wrong. Uh, I I saw what, I could tell what was going to happen at the end, the the twists it didn't kind of catch me off guard where in 9, I did not expect the tens of, hundreds of thousands of <laughs> common folk to die because this dragon popped out of the ground. So the, the wow moment didn't hit me like 9 did. It was still intriguing enough, but I do think 9 definitely carried more of the the wow moment for me, but still happy with it, the way things ended.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we, it, you you see the official start of the Dance of Dragons at the end of this episode because it's I mean, all been I mean, start, freaking, there was no contest. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, but that, it, and it's interesting because even in the book, like it talked about how that was the first real stroke. Luke, Luke dying, is it like and it it doesn't give it the twist and I, the twist of this is that it, that Amond wasn't intending to do that right like his intention wasn't to kill him it was to fuck with him to frighten him to scare him to mess with whatever it was to actually get him to carve an eye and it comes out a little differently in the book so in the book he throws a a knife to him and says do it and then boros baratheon says knock it off and then runs him out and then his future wife aemon's future wife like taunts him was like did he cut his cut your balls off too when he cut his cut your eye out and he and then aemon gets all pissed off and asks boros if he can go do with it And and boros says whatever happens outside of my castle i don't give a shit it hmm. just don't let it happen in my castle. So that's how, and then it's never implied. It's just, it, it's talk about if the, in fact, the words in the book, I believe are, is if there was a fight, it didn't last long. Because technically, Arax could have outran uh, Vegar on a clear day. Easily, actually. Much more, much smaller, much faster, much more nimble dragon, which they show. But the storm, because of his size, made it hard for Arax to navigate and get away. Whereas the storm doesn't mean shit to Vagar. It's just some water and wind. Still just flapping those giant wings. Yeah. But it gave some really cool visuals, like the whole like shadow of the clouds flying above. Yeah. It was a, I really liked what they did with it. Um, Yeah.
1: More to come, but. Oh, I really enjoyed that change where they made it seem like Eamon, you know, really did not want this to happen. Because mm-hmm. it's it's a callback to earlier in the season uh, with Viserys, who is pretty much the only person alive currently who realizes using dragons is a dumb idea. And that the <laughs> illusion of control is just that. It's an illusion. Uh, maybe that's because he was the last rider of Balerion. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But you know, we see now that you have this rift where Rhaenyra... Is the only one who really believes this, passed down from her dad. But the the greens are full high tower. Dragons equal power. We're using dragons. Um and you can see it in the show. Like Amon's like, oh no. I messed up. I messed up big time. And they get it where you know there's no control of dragons. The dragons just do their own thing, and the dragons are the one who start the dance. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy too, because I like the the twist that they
2: show where, yes, Arax goes off and hits v- hits Vagar with this fireball. But at the same time, like, he was able to get control of Arax. Whereas the difference is, is Vagar is is a war-torn dragon. This is a dragon that went to war m- multiple times. Like, this is a, m- a member of the trio that took the Seven Kingdoms. This dragon knows war. So as soon as it took a fireball to the face, Vegar's is like nah that shit ain't gonna, that <laughs> shit don't fly around here and it, and it was instant like you said a- a- aemon couldn't control it was done like Vagar's like nope this is happening should have controlled Airax a little better uh you know what i mean so it was an interesting i love that point as well that well and it's it's gonna get worse because now Damon's flirting with vitrion which is a a riderless dragon. dragon, not wild. She was. He was ridden by uh, Lucerys, King Lucerys. Uh, so Viserys' grandfather rode. So this is also a warbat, war familiar dragon. Um, is it a big one? I'm assuming second biggest outside of Vegar on the. And then wh-
0: who is, the biggest one? Was the what's that one called again? that's Valerian,
2: the Black Dread. Is that black. thing
0: even bigger than Eamon's one? That was just like giant. Because Eamon's one's huge, but the other one looks even bigger. That's
2: dead. Vagar was small compared to Balerion. Like Balerion, they literally called the black dragon, dread. It was the oldest dragon, biggest dragon. Its skull. Um, they when they show they talk about it. There's a book, and it's not the one that this is all written from. But there's like a history book of the targaryens that talks about the fact that balerion made the other two dragons that were part of the um the conquering like look youthful he was so big like yeah this guy they talked about he they called him blaring the black dread and he blacked out like he blacked out the sun when he flew over Jeez, places, how did you like get on that dragon. My goodness, yeah, he was a big boy, He a big boy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, this the, the one that Damon was singing to now, I, I'll be interested. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's not Damon in the book. I This is the only thing I'll say is Damon doesn't ride that dragon in the book. So, I'm interested to see how they play it out if they're going to go with how the book rolls that, or if they're going to swap because. Damon stays on Caraxes forever because they have that relationship and, and they've shown in the show how deep Caraxes and then how deep, uh, Rhaenys has, or Rhaenyra has with their relationship with their, with Cyrax or I can't, I think it's Cyrax or Cyrax or something like that. Mm -hmm. Carax and, and Meraxes like their relationships are very different than even Aemon and Vagars or the kids and their dragons that they've grown up with uh, because those two have been riding those dragons since they were kids. So it's, there's a connection there that even though there wasn't full control ever because they're wild animals, there's still an understanding and a connection there that's very different. So yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. Like I said, I'm interested to see what they do, but there are, there are more dragons
1: to come. Um, next season for sure. So, sweet. So what happens with Valarian? Because I feel like he and Rhaenys just continually are testing Rhaenyra um, to see how she's going to respond and what she's going to do because he pretty much handed her the stepstones on a silver platter with the blockade of King's Landing, but he didn't give that information until he'd filter out at least at first um, for what her plans were
2: yeah so if they stick to the book now that this has happened they're fully committed the the Valerians and and Rhaenys, there's never a question about it in the book but again okay. there's a lot of there's no there's very little context it just talks about the different sides of the the Civil War so and the Valerians and Reice were on the blacks they were they were allied to the blacks. So I would assume that that's where it sticks. And I think Valerian, as we saw, and I like that they showed it in the episode where he's like, nah, I don't want to be involved. But then it was, she's the best of us, right? Like she's the best choice. Um, While Allison in in and of herself isn't necessarily a bad choice to lead or rule in a certain way, Aegon's a freaking moron.
1: So that was probably my favorite scene when – Otto comes to dragonstone yeah. and his reasons for why aegon is the best choice is he's got the conqueror's name he wears the conqueror's crown he has a yeah. conqueror's sword it's like oh so cool he's got a bunch of family heirlooms mm-hmm. you know he can't even he can't even spell conqueror but that's besides the point yeah well and they talk
2: about that in the book a lot where it, most people knew that it the, the reason that they did things the way they did with Aegon in front of all these people um, is because the the mob is fickle, right? And they see all these things that to them are heroes implements and hero, like these legendary things. And so that gives weight to this choice. Whereas people that are smarter and because there were, there were dissenters even amongst the red keep and within the king's landing saying mm, that's not how this was supposed to go and so the people would be like hail aegon and then you, they you they talk about under their breath you would hear long live the queen after they so it was even the people were constantly torn between the two and what they were doing so but yeah this uh this upcoming war is the the worst thing to happen to the dragons literal dragons not like the house of the dragon but like the actual dragons themselves in the whole history of this the books and the stories so
1: okay, because I gotta know what happens JJ you gotta spill the beans <laughs> you and I can talk offline I'll tell you all about I it I am dying to know and I've been good so far in yeah. not looking stuff up Yeah, but I'll it's wait. just such good intrigue that I, yeah. I gotta know I can't yeah, wait no, 2 years. I, yeah, I know.
2: God, 2024 it's stupid. Um yeah, I can I can we can talk offline, but yeah, they, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> have ruin it they for... have they talked
0: about how many more seasons I mean obviously a season 2 is coming, but I'm curious if they've talked about
2: what they think the shelf life of this will be. No, they haven't. I don't think they've ever talked. Um I mean obviously like I said, they said they committed to season 2. I don't think i am gone back and I've started reading because I only read up until what we just watched to kind of refresh myself again. Mm-hmm. And so I need to go back and I've started the other day to read past and get into the actual dance of dragons and these battles and things like that. So most of what I was saying about the future was coming off the top of my head memory from reading it months back. Um, but now I've started getting into it again. Cause I want to see what season two is going to hold when we get there um, and there's not a lot left before. I mean, time wise, there's a decent amount, um, but events and major, most of it's just, you know, they can fill in cause there's, there's little battles here and there. And there's a big March from the North down. And then there's Kristen Cole has this whole issue that he goes through. There's, there's, uh, Jace gets into, there's some other things going on with kings and princes and princes and princes. And I mean, it's a, yeah, there's a lot of weird, there's some ugly fights coming and there's some war crimes coming because we've now witnessed uh, the event that triggers any kindness from Rhaenyra is gone. I was going to um, say, you can I, tell with that face that she's going to have no mercy. Yeah, she's done. And so now Damon gets Damon to, do, gets his to do his stuff. And so, blood and cheese, his exact words were a son for a son. Um, so, Rhaenyra lost one. He lost a stepson. Aegon will lose one. <laughs> so, it, it, it everything is off the table at this point. I mean, or anything. I mean, it's all anything goes it's all out war moving forward and they, they don't none of them play fair it's ugly um good
1: i've had enough of playing fair
2: yeah i've liked what they've done and they've shown that interesting weird different side that you don't expect in this kind of a situation but yeah the gloves come off moving forward it's now yeah once loot goes down it it doesn't yeah doesn't go well after that
1: so I know that we've kind of been glowing about Matt Matt Smith all season. Yeah, but the actor who plays Amund. man, so good. Yeah, is he in anything else? I that we don't can watch because even just watching him in the Bra- at Storm's End with the Brathians, mm-hmm. the way he stands is so intimidating. Yeah, um, just you know, calm, collected, full of himself, but not like arrogant just confident and yeah. the fact that he is the biggest bad that ever is going to be and there's nothing anybody can do about it
0: like i watched an interview and he uh talked about that's how he stands in front of the fridge every morning when he selects his meal so <laughs> nice
1: i, I aspire that. to that greatness is that that's, for real no
0: it's totally made up but oh. uh would be really he's like that's let me bad. just
1: select this piece of cheese <laughs> I would love that. I'm going to start standing like that in front of my fridge. I know.
0: Work on that pause. You're going to scare
1: some kids at your work.
0: (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. I'm trying to see. JJ can develop a training on how to look intimidating.
2: That's right. I can't. Boom.
0: We'll tell you what not to do
2: is wear a wizard costume. Yeah. Well, that's, that is one of those things. (laughs) Unless you're
1: (laughs) so confident in your wizard, wizard costume. No, that you're throwing everybody else off and they, Can't understand. I don't. I don't, don't think
0: JJ Wizard costume, at least what we saw, is going
2: to intimidate the masses. No, it
1: didn't. It didn't work out very well.
2: Ewan Mitchell is his name. Ewan Mitchell. Um, looks like he's been in a lot of TV series. The Last Kingdom. I didn't know he was oh, in the Last Kingdom. Okay. Um, Trigger mm-hmm. Point, World on Fire, TV series. Uh, nothing as far as. Well, he'll go somewhere. Oh, he was on The House of on um, but yeah movies the only movies i don't just charlie high life and some
1: shorts so relatively young. In
2: yeah
1: he was good because he's kind of been taking uh my favorite slot the last yeah so well and i like because it's like
2: he's kind of damon's foil right like he's damon 2.0 he's with just he's not grown out of his compassion yet you know what I mean because there's still a little bit of it's kind of like that regret that you see as as uh the dragon like this they, they fall right he's like son of a because that's the, now it's on you know and he knows well I just screwed up right so mm-hmm. it's like but you can tell that he didn't want to do that and like I said earlier in, a, in an episode I a couple episode five episode four five something like that you you These kids grew up together. Like, there's only four years difference, four or five years difference between Amon and Luceri. So it's it's not like these kids weren't growing up together in the Red Keep. They had friendships. And, yeah, those things went sideways when you cut the dude's eye out. But at the same time, he was getting ready to smash his brother's head. So it's like, I mean, what are you going to do, right? So it's an intriguing idea that – but I I think at this point now, and by the time – his final battle happens. There's no more. No nice more Aemon. kindness. Like, yeah, I mean, this is. Yeah, they're war torn at that point. Do
0: part. we need to sympathize with Amen? Do they need to put a warning label on these dragons that says warning lethal animals? Like, what did he expect <laughs> after he flew after him and they're flying in a storm? Like, oh, his dragon's going to nudge the other dragon and Luke's going to be fine. Like the the chances of doing whatever he was going to try to do going the way he wanted were like. I don't know a one percent at that point. I feel like the kill meter just continued <laughs> to rise for for Luke at that point. It, I don't. Know, you just think of like you you're horsing around with your brothers. At some point, you're kind of asking for the worst possible outcome to happen. And I feel, Eamon was at that point. It's like look, like you already intimidated him. You're chasing after him with a dragon that's like ten times the size in a storm. Best case scenario is you catch him somehow and you cut out his eye. Worst case is you hit him and he falls off anyway. So
2: I don't know. I think it's questionable judgment clearly. Oh, for sure. But I also think that's par for the course with a 19 and a 14 year old. Sure. Right. Like, I, and I think that sometimes because, especially with Eamon because the actor like dude looks like a man, right? Like he's he's not 19 in a, in a lot of ways because I mean he matured in a different way than the others So it's like that kind of those kind of stupid decisions where and I like, too, that before they left, that even Rhaenyra talks about the saying that that the Targaryens are closer to gods than they are men. And so it's like they have that idea and that feeling of infallibility where they're like, I'm on a dragon. I have complete control of my circumstance and where I'm at. And, yeah, I'm just going to mess with my little nephew and put some fear in him. You know, and that's that's the end of it. And then I'll chase him out of there because I won. I mean, at the end of the day, he won. The only thing he didn't get was the debt paid with his eye. Right? He got Baratheons. He got his side of the whole thing done. So he, there's no recompense for him actually killing Lucerys. In fact, there's only downside to killing him. And I think Eamon knew that. Now he's gonna have to own it. I mean, it's done now. But yeah. There is a part of the book where there, there's like a rumor because again, the, remember the book comes from three different perspectives, and one of the perspectives says that Eamon flew down and found because it was they found the head of Erax washed up to, to uh, Storm's End a couple days later. Yeah, so it's gonna say how did they know? Yeah, in the book, it's it, the Erax's head floats up and they find it, and then um, they never find the body. Of Luke, but what they do is there's a rumor that Eamon was still so mad that he went down and cut out both eyes and then gave them to his new wife as a gift. <laughs> but then there, it, I mean, that both two of the three accounts refute that and say that he was never found and just yeah, but Jeez. mushroom really like to embellish and it's really funny. There's some really extreme. Comments and ideas that are narration that are put in the book, and it always comes from the little uh, court jester mushroom.
0: What's his author's name again? George R. R. Martin. I get to see this guy because uh, this dude has got a sick mind. Uh,
2: he
1: looks like me, only older and a bigger beard. Yeah, he It's a very good way to put it, J.J. Yeah. So that was actually one of my questions I was going to ask you. Was Eamon going to own up to it? because the only alternative is to kind of admit that you can't control your dragon. Yeah. I Witch. don't know how they'll play that out. I mean, obviously... Because you've gone too far, right? If you if you admit that you can't control your dragon, Otto Hightower is not going to back down. You know, you've crossed the threshold. Sure. Um, but if you own up to, and that really wasn't the case, now you're going to be slapped in Westeros with the Kinslayer title. When he is, the rest okay. of his life... He, he's no well, and it's,
2: I mean, it's kind of, it's not, oh, very that plonger, but no, but no. Yeah. But that, that is, that's, he, he becomes Aemon Kinslayer for the rest and that's of his short life. Sure. I mean, that's, especially in that world, in that universe, that's not something you want. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the only one that was even close to being worse was Kingslayer with Lannister, Lannister. So yeah, but Kinslayer is, you're cursed. And that's, yeah. So, but yeah, he becomes Eamon Kinslayer for the rest of his life. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, he does own it to a certain degree. I'm sure he will say, look, you know, he attacked first. Yeah. Because that's an which easy is, way out, which is true. I mean, technically. Mm-hmm. But he was close enough to hear that he was, that Luke wasn't in complete control of Arax any more than he was of
1: Vegar. So, yeah. And he's the one who initiated mm-hmm. it by following him in the first place. Exactly.
2: Well, and I loved that. Like once Vagar's like, "Oh no, this," We're... and he starts. She starts turning. He's like, "No, no, 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 no." Because he's like, "Oh shit, I know what's coming right now. This is not going to go well," and it didn't. No, oh, no, it did
0: not. They had really so, good mics in that scene mm-hmm. to pick up those words.
1: Yeah, they projected really well. It's all from the diaphragm.
2: That's right. <laughs> um, I will say that again. I'm really bought in with uh, Emma Darcy, the Rhaenyra, the actress who plays Rhaenyra. I was really concerned after the first six episodes that I wasn't going to like the because I liked the younger Rhaenyra so much that I wasn't going to like this. And the first episode she was in, I was like, mm-hmm. this one really just solidified. That I, because I like the way. I mean, she goes through some stuff. And she births
0: a baby that, or a dead baby, for herself.
2: Yeah, oh. stillborn baby by herself that turns out to be that they showed a little bit that had scales, and so I'm. Mean, it's intriguing because that's part of the book. Is I mean, the book extends it and says that they. The rumor is that it had like a tail, a scaled tail, like it was part dragon. Um, which was an interesting, strange, but that was all rumor. But she certainly gave birth to a stillborn girl. Um, And that was also, she was also in the book. She blames, there's less of the compassion and the trying to not go to war than in the show. In the show, it shows her trying to have like the cooler mind and do it the smart right way. In the book, she immediately blames uh, Allison. In fact, she. Pretty sure she said that whore cost me my daughter or something like that. Like it's like she's a mad in the instant of that, and she blames Allison and the Greens and Otto on this the miscarriage, and then immediately following, not long after Luke's death, and so she's not as kind as they make her seem. At least in the book. Again, that's not very trustworthy narration when you look at it from where it's coming, but. I really liked the way she played it because she, you know, she put on her big girl pants as Casey would say and said, look, I have bigger things. I'll deal with my grief. But she also was very not involved in the first act, if you want to call it of the dance of dragons because of the stillbirth. Like she was in her, in her birthing bed and like recovery bed for weeks and months after while all of the preparations and a lot of the things that you see in this episode were having, were happening, and then she comes and sends the boys out to go. She also sends her youngest. They didn't show her youngest. I think is the one that goes to the north or the Vale. I don't remember. But she sends all three of her kids out. All three of the strong boys out anyway um, to to try to secure alliances so it was an interesting yeah but i liked the episode it's really good it's good good uh
0: cliffhanger well find me in 2024 yeah and it's gonna be late 2024
2: you know curse west world
0: i love it but curse it it's probably coming around out this like August or September, October would be
2: my guess. Yeah, we'll probably have all three shows again, right? We're going to be really busy in two years. Yeah, 2024 is going to hurt again. I'm just saying, because Westworld has done this two years in between seasons thing, that's a lot of these big shows are like, oh, if they can do it and nobody's mad, we can probably do it too. And I'm okay with it as long as they utilize those two years. And I get good stuff. Because Westworld has always delivered, even its worst season season. Better than some of good. Yeah, even its worst season is better than some of the terrible shows. Best season. So Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we're done with uh House of the Dragon. Cross another one off the list. Yeah. Check and done. Um that's weird to say. I was sitting there going, I gotta get a podcast ready. And I was like, Oh, we didn't have She Hulk. I don't have a podcast to release on Tuesday. So I may release this episode on the podcast version, like the listening Mm -hmm. version tomorrow. I I don't know, because I'm just like, this is weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. It's nice to have a little break, a little breather. Yeah, yep, yep, yep.
2: All right, well, there it is. Whose turn is it? I think it's Madsen's turn. Mattson, tell everybody where they can find us. I don't
0: do this as well as Al- Alec has, like, prepared remarks at this
1: Dude, point. Dude, I got it, and if you want to pass. I mean, ball. I can turn it over uh, to uh, Mattson. L- let's, let's give it to Alec. Alec, and J- he, Alec? he
0: has youthful exuberance.
2: <laughs> <coughs> <I don't know laughs> I'm not saying. old and jaded of the We're all old yet. and jaded.
1: Alec <laughs> like, still loves it. I love it. All, all right. right, Alec. Everybody where they can find us. Thank you for tuning in to our review of the season finale of House of the Dragon. Valaamogoulis to all of our listeners. We appreciate your listens. And if you enjoyed our episode, go ahead and hit the like button or share with friends or family, especially if you know someone who lives in South Dakota. As three years of releasing episodes is coming up fast on the road ahead, we of as yet have not been able to break into the South Dakota market. So if you have the connections we need, share our podcast with that individual and I will send you a bona fide What's Our Verdict mug for free. If you enjoy the podcast and want to support us directly, you can support us on Patreon to unlock some exclusive What's Our Verdict content. Uh, Thank you to our current patron, JJ Screaming Goats. You are what I've been looking for. Uh, Thank you once again all for your listens. And as always, let us know if our verdict matched with yours in the comments below
0: now jj f screaming go take charles because i'm about to watch something that's like the worst thing on this planet earth so i it don't
1: care got at least a week until it i gets was gonna true. say i gotta watch it first it's uh, on the postal Twix.
0: service is broken up here it only gets here by hor- horse and buggy so it'll probably take months it's about the snow not gonna make it up here
2: Horse and buggy. <laughs> here's the problem is before i mail it to you i have some fancy technology that alec doesn't that will allow me to rip it so one way or another i will have it for you uh, and in answer gosh. to alex opening for his valar Harris, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. i like it i'm a nerd um so with that as always we appreciate you tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one Whoa. wait Cinemagic. Yeah.